Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, recorded live. You heard it here first. Today is June 12, 2018. This is your host, Rocco Vanzetti, and our esteemed guest colleague, Craig Kirk. What are we going to be talking about tonight, Craig? Well, uh, just bear with me. I'm kind of walking around here. I've got the speakerphone. Okay, so we're going to touch on a case. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes, you'll find two, three, four things that are really major that can greatly affect the case. So we're going to be talking about law enforcement CPS relationship. Uh, yeah, one of my, uh, my favorite. Huh. So... I got the video up. Um, Where's that video up at, so we can cross-reference that? Well, I got a. Vi- I download the video, so you're going to have to. Okay. Wait a minute. You're going to have to send it over. Video. I. Is it on your page or? No. Uh, you're going to have to go back into the messenger and pull it up because it's not too far from the bottom. It's right, right there. And okay. Plus the document, right? So. Um, I'm trying to, I, w- I just had the talk window up with TalkShoe, but for some reason or another, I can't get it up. I don't know why that is. I just had to, oh, here it is right here. Okay, I'm going to join his guest. I'm joining his guest. I'll put it, I'll put the, uh, the name of the material, the name of the case and so forth in here. Just give me a second. I'll do that. This is very interesting. I'm going to try to – I don't want to spend all day on this thing. I, I want to go right to the nuggets and 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 the procedure, which is common sense stuff, right? Because CPS, the law enforcement, and the courts and uh, the county are not synonymously linked together in relationship. They all have their functions, functionalities, and we have to learn how to separate that stuff, right? So – uh, give me a second. This is um... this is where the guy was acquitted, right? I'm I'm, cr- I'm crawling through this. I can't find the the exact video. We got we have a lot of vids and we we trade back and forth. Well, you're gonna have to give me a minute here. I yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. I'm going. It's in your it's in your messenger, but I'm I know I'm 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 crawling through it right now. You just have a lot of that. Boston the bar podcast number three. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's one of them. I'm going to put it right in the room. Get, yeah, I'll get the link here. In just a second. I found the I found the page that actually helps me out here too. So I'm gonna. Copy and paste the copy the link. Okay. And this is becoming confusing here. Okay, here's the link. 
There's the link. Here is the the slip opinion. I'll put the slip opinion in here real quick. It's kind of slippery. Yeah. It's slippery. Okay. I'm going to point out to you, I'm going to point out, the the courts did a great job on this, man. I'm telling you, they, man, in legal land, they based the living t- crap right out of the the state, the county, CPS, the courts. The, the Supreme Court literally put them on Bay Street and threw every one of them under the bus. And I'm going to show right. you, I'm going to prove it to you, and you'll be able to see it. And so the problem is, is that, well, well, they do that. What can you do with it? Well, there's a lot I can do with it. Uh, so there's a lot that I can do with it, and there's a lot you can do with it if you have to do something with it. You may not have to do something with it, but let's see. Is this the same link? i got to make sure it's not the same link. Uh, PDF, so Supreme Court clerk. Okay. And one more I, link. I grabbed both of them. I, I put them on the, the page, my uh, Facebook page under the show, so people can uh, access it. So this is... I'm going to open the link. Okay, here is... We're going to work from the video on this page here. I don't want it to make this long because it, it becomes uh, difficult for uh, the average layperson. They can't really... It's hard for people. It's, it's kind of hard for me, too, so I'm no different. But I, I read this all the time. I'm just like, I've been doing this for a long time, so my brain is is wired accustomed to picking picking these things up. So, in that vein, okay. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Craig Kirk, go to I have a website. Go to CraigKirkIobjects.com. Tune into podcast three. I bring to the table the class Supreme Court video, and then move. The Chapter 9, uh, Discovery by Statute, in the class, there's a Chapter 19. I'm sorry, not 9. Chapter 19, I'm saying it kind of fast because there's a lot of work i got to do here. Chapter 19 in the class, Discovery by Statute. In the, in the statutes, there is discovery you would never see in the rules or experience. Oftentimes, this discovery has statutory uh, discovery that can be asked that's mind-blowing. Literally, things you would never think of. And the lawyers and the prosecutors, or if they do know, they ain't talking about it, and the, and the lawyers who are representing the poor soul ain't going to get the discovery. And this, this case is about this. In Chapter 19 in the class, CraigKirkIobjects.com, um, I examine rules of law enforcement, children's services, Outlines uh, outlines in Ohio statute, outlined in Ohio statute, revised code 2151-421-G. Uh, I point out, in this case, the court prosecutors, public defender, CPS, all work together to convict the lost soul. The guy's a criminal. He, he did something crazy, kid. I prove by court's opinion what happened and why. I switch to the civil rights class where... I go over the first two pages. I'm going to try to do that. I don't know if I can because this is too much. Uh, the first two pages of the federal civil rights complaint. You decide what to do. Court examines roles of law enforcement, children's services under the revised statute, 2151-421-G1, a public children's service agency must investigate reports of neglect and abuse 
and those investigations must be made in cooperation with law enforcement agencies. Law enforcement agencies must have a memorandum of understanding with the Children's Services Agency, discovery number one, and an agency must submit a written report in its investigation to law enforcement agency, discovery number two, revised code 21561421K explains the intent of the memorandum is to establish operating procedures, operating procedures for officials involved in cases of child abuse and neglect. Yeah, that's heavy stuff. Yeah, this is part of the discovery. So we're gonna we're going to I'm gonna go over that. So go to CraigKirkIobjects.com. There's the class material. You can buy the class and so forth. And so here's the, so the government wants to get you. What they do is they'll convert every right into a crime. They'll go into court. They'll commit perjury. They'll tamper with governmental records. They'll lie. They'll do all kind of crap. But that's what they do. And you have to suffer the blunt of that. You have to get the court to say, I guess perjury is authorized in this court. I guess crime is authorized in this court. And you put this shit on the record. You rebut every presumptive lie. Say or two, uh, uh, what is not stated is omitted as fact. Is admitted, not omitted, is admitted as fact. What is not stated is admitted as fact. They go into court... They go into court, they'll write court, don't take literally governmental records and make something that is um, that is uh, patently false or there's a fact, right? And they'll compound the fact to create something and try to bridge it to a criminal statute that, that can't be bridged. I'll give an example. And this is from experience. <clears throat> One example is the... Uh, the uh, CPS trying to push a family out into a homeless shelter because of house uh, conditions. Now, now she, he or she will go and write into the report about house conditions that are cosmetic and convert them into structural and health hazard conditions. And she, is, she uses that to leverage to force the family out or to force uh, control or power over, right? Here's the thing. Right. Then she want then he or she will try to uh push the individuals out of their house or trailer, whatever it be, whatever it is, and then say that the house or trailer is unlivable. In her mind she's she is impersonating a government a government governmental agency or an officer. Who has the authority to do that in the county? Anybody know? Building inspector. You're damn right. Now you understand. That's the doorway. And so I'm going to come in here and say something. Here's another thing. Oh, you have animals. This is common, right? You have animals. I can get them animals. I can have those animals confiscated. Really? By what authority? Well, the house is, or the trailer is, the house is where the trailer is uh, a public health hazard. Okay? We'll produce okay. the evidence. The words on paper are not necessarily evidence. Gosh. I'm going to shut this one 
Yeah, yeah. So here's what here. So social worker acting pursuant to a statute, not not an agent of law enforcement. So we we want to, if they're not an agent of law enforcement, but they're trying to bridge themselves to be law an agent of law enforcement. I'm gonna show you where they actually were, but the in run around the 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 poor soul's rights. They took his rights, in run him, and solved the problem. They used the law to in run his rights, and I'm gonna show you what they did. And the Supreme Court threw him out, threw him under the bus. Here's here's what the Supreme Court. You can read this yourself. The Supreme Court ruled Tuesday social workers acting pursuant to a statute when they interviewed those in custody. Now, let's talk about custody. I'm going to show up to your house at any given time, and I'm CPS, and you got to be there so we can get in. I'm coming. I'm going to call or show up. Am I in custody at that point? I'm exercising county jurisdictional authority over you, your family, and your children, your house, everything you own. I'm exercising custodial uh, custodial or uh, seizure, seizure power jurisdiction. Am I in custody? At that point, calling or showing up, am I in custody? If she shows up or he shows up and they knock on the door and want to come in, are you in custody? This is where we're getting into some really monkey area of Miranda and these other things. And so this is a problem because now they're not an eight now in this scenario here they're not an officer of the law enforcement not a police officer attached to it okay and i'll show you how they did this how they still prosecuted got testimony still prosecuted this poor soul he may deserve it whatever but i'll show you how they done it and how they in run around the obligation but still got the job done to to get him to confess okay so I'll show you how they did that, and I'm going to go over this. It says that uh, the hot Supreme Court ruled today that so, uh, social workers acting pursuant to statute when they are in, interview those in custody, in or out of custody, the question is, are you still in custody? And if you are, what types of custody is it? I need to know. And if right. I'm in custody, if I don't open, I have to open the door, then I'm not in custody. You can just go fuck off. Well, I'll bring the sheriff. Well, then am I in custody now? If you if you claim authority now, and you then you say, well, I'll go get the sheriff and come back with the sheriff, well, then obviously I'm seized regard, either way, right? This is the civil rights lawsuit penetration. It's one issue. There's a lot of issues, but it's one. Okay, I'm seized. She said I was seized. She's going to get the sheriff. She has the authority to bring back the sheriff to invoke arresting or seizure power this way, I'm seized either way. My liberty, I have a liberty interest. Say it with me, Rocco. We have liberty interest. Now we have liberty interest. At stake. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's CPS or doesn't matter whether it's the sheriff's or doesn't matter, does not matter combined, the two together. does not matter. We have liberty interest in this. If you're impersonating an officer having authority, you've got to spell that shit out, and we're going to talk about that. Because I have a right to dissent. And if I don't have the right to dissent or challenge subject matter or factual or allegations, if I don't have the right to dissent or challenge, 
then I then I then I lost all by default my liberty interest. Make it one, two things, and you've got a slam dunk. Slam dunk federal lawsuit right. that is that is a winner. And even if it's not a winner, it's sure going to catch a lot of attention. I'm going to guarantee you. I guarantee you because you're going to push the boundaries of the authority. And then you start stacking all the things said and done and paperwork generated for prosecution. So either way, if you are good at your game and you know your craft and you know your rights, you have liberty interests, if you're good at your game, you're going to be able to pick this stuff up and use it and just and, – and, and then there's the times where the CPS must come in for the for the protection of the child, and that's not in question. You know what I mean? I yeah, I I get that. You got to go because you have the authority. You got these poor kids. They got bed bugs, lice. They got no food. The house is falling down. It's a meth house. It's all this shit. It's like I understand that. I am not opposed to that. Other people might be. I'm going to take the high ground and say you know somebody's got to do it and. If nobody in the family can get this done and the government has to come in, well, you know, hey, I don't have an answer for that. You have to decide. I'm going to take the high ground on it. Somebody's got to do it. And if by happens chance that God says this lady's going to do it, well, then this lady's going to do it. That's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean you forfeit or lose all your rights. That just means you have somebody entering your space. The question is what parts of space to, to defend and what parts of space to consent to. That's called balance. That's that's real world stuff. All out dissent uh, is uh, is uh, a positive, but that's actually a negative too, because it actually works against you in some ways to create evidence. Because then they then they want to go into concealment and hiding and that kind of shit, right? They flip the script on you. Got to know your you got to know your game. Got to know your craft. Anywhere there's a, a sentence that flips the script. That's where you move to assault the, the, the very language, the concepts. Supreme Court ruled that aid social workers acting pursuant to statute uh, when they interview those in custody and are not acting under the direction or control of law enforcement. In reality, she was, but it was a whisper. She was acting, really acting in, in that way. Are not, are, are not law enforcement agents and do not have to read or re remind, uh, remind those in custody of their rights before conducting an interview. Supreme Court said that. I'll tell you why. Supreme Court ruled that Code County Children's and Family Services social worker did not have to read Demetrius Jackson his Miranda rights before interviewing him about an alleged 2015 rape of a 14-year-old girl after Jackson had declined to speak with police after they read him the Miranda rights. Okay, rape at its core, rape at its core is a violent assault, but it's something else. Rape uh, goes into demographics uh, to kill one ethnic group or one group to another. Islam is, is a master at rape to flip the populations. It's demographics. It's in corpus juris secundum. It's an amjur. It's an Ohio jurisprudence. Demographics is a very powerful tool the government uses. They use it with the Federal Reserve. They use it with the IRS, and they, they shift populations to economics at the federal level. They'll come in and trash whole states to drive populations to one state to another to shift demographics. They do that through demographics to also 
uh, effect property and land rights so nobody sits on land for one long period of time. It goes into a different thing. We'll talk about that later. That's that's how that works. That's what's going on there. That's why they do it. I got books on it, so I. it's part of the Federal Reserve model, how to change demographics and drive people out in and out of homes and areas to get higher uh, mortgage fees, bank fees, all kind. Of, they do this on purpose. All right. Before interviewing the alleged 15, 2015 uh, rape of a 15-year-old girl, shouldn't have done it. It's a crime. And the, and the Old Testament, he'd stone you to death. Uh, after Jackson had declined to speak with police after they read him as Miranda, he declined. That upset him. Jackson argued his rights under the U.S. Constitution, Fifth and Sixth Amendments, were violated when social worker. Now, that's his lawyer saying that. Jackson ain't got a clue what his rights are. He's just dumber than a box of rocks. Poor guy. Uh, social worker Holly Mack shared his account of the uh, interaction with the teenage girl with law enforcement, and her information was used at trial. Writing in the court majority, Justice Terrence o O'Donnell stated that while Ohio social workers have a statutory duty to cooperate and share information with law enforcement, that duty itself does not make worker. Uh, uh, the worker and agent of law enforcement. They do it by proxy. They do it by stealth. She's an officer. She's an agent of police. Make no mistake. But how they go about doing it without raising legal questions and Miranda, how to get around Miranda, make no mistake, she is an operative law enforcement. They all are. Chief Justice uh, Maureen O'Connor and Justice Judith French, blah, 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 I'm not going to read their name. Join, the, join Justice O'Donnell's opinion. A uh, couple of them concurred in the judgment only. And the dissenting opinions, Justice Mary uh, D. Gennaro wrote that social worker interviews of the alleged perpetrator must be interviewed on a case-by-case -case basis. Stare decisis, res judicata. Look it up. Stare decisis, res judicata. Uh, basis to determine if the worker is acting as an agent of law enforcement and in this case, she concluded the Mac, uh, the uh, the Mac was acting as an agent. So give me a second here. I need. Do I need to switch to? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go to the web page because that PDF's getting a little hard. So I'm going to shrink that down. Uh, does social, okay, so let's see. Uh, most social workers advise defendants of Miranda rights during jail interview. That's a different one. So I have to stick with the PDF. Shoot. Mac described uh, one of the prime duties was to interview alleged perpetrators when the agency received referrals for child abuse and neglect. Now, who does referrals? Think about that. Who does referrals? Law enforcement. That's how they get around that. Yeah. I, I skipped a paragraph, so bear with me. The incident was reported to Cuyahoga County Division of Child Services, and the case was assigned to Tina Fungrold, whatever, social worker of the agency, agency sex abuse unit. Fungrold contacted the, the police to con conduct a joint interview uh, of CH separately. Fungal asked Mac 
other social workers in the same unit who was assigned to the county jail to interview Jackson. Mack described one of the prime de- uh, prime duties was to interview alleged perpetrators uh, when the agency receives referrals for child abuse and neglect. She testified that she testified herself to, and advised the suspect of allegations and started and states that anything they say can be subpoenaed by the courts and that it is up to them to continue the interview. Jackson told Mack he had consensual oral sex with C.H., whom he believed was was at least 21 years old and denied having any vaginal blah, blah, with her. A grand jury indicted him on three counts of, of rape and additional count of gross sexual opposition, impure tuning, felonious assault, kidnapping, and all this other crap Motiva- uh, with a sexual motivation specification. So there's the elements of the statute. I'm not going to go into that. That's That's different. Suspect objects to social workers' testimony. Jackson waived his right to a jury trial, and the attorney objected to Mack's testimony during the trial about the statements uh, Jackson made to her. The attorney charged that Mack questioned Jackson as an agent of the state and law enforcement. Get this. I didn't catch this, but here, check this out. The attorney charged that Mack questioned Jackson as an agent of the state one part, second part, and law enforcement. Wow. See? Of, yeah. Huh? Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Now, and failed but, to notify him. Oh, it gets, it's not good for the guy. He's, he's toast, but yeah. I'll show you why yeah. he's toast. And failed to notify him of his Miranda rights. The court overruled the objection and allowed Matt to testify. Objection testified. Uh, on his own uh, behalf, re- reiterating the claims that he only had consensual oral sex, <clears throat> taking a stand in his own defense, right? Instead of sitting silent, allow the facts to permeate. Instead of putting him to death, putting him to bed, the court found him guilty of two counts of two rape counts. Now, is I don't know if there is a affirmative or a defense to. If you believe she's of age versus not, I don't know if there's a defense. There might be. There's entrapment, inducement, and there's all these other things. There may not be. There might be. I have no idea because I've never studied that. I have no idea, and that's not even an area I am concerned with. <laughs> uh, right. Rape, gross sexual imposition, and kidnapping. I don't know where that came from. With a sexual motivation specification. He was sentenced to 11 years in prison. Jackson appealed, claiming the court violated his constitutional rights by allowing Mack to testify and for other alleged errors made by the trial court. In a two-to-one decision, eight district court appeals reversed his conviction, finding Miranda must be read to to a suspect before uh, interrogation while in custody. I would say, yeah, it makes sense. But there's a caveat to this. When, when the questions are asked by law enforcement or an agent, Acting under the direction of law enforcement or uh, direction or control of the law enforcement agency, it concluded that Mac acted as an agent of law enforcement and should have been ready read Jackson his rights. The state appeals appealed the con- the state appealed the convictions reversed, and the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case. Court examines role of law enforcement children services under what what is now. 21-51-42-1-G-1, uh, a public children's service agency must investigate reports of, ne- of neglect 
and abuse, and those investigations must be made in cooperation with law enforcement agencies. Law enforcement agencies must be must have a memorandum of understanding. Piece, first piece of evidence. It's got to be on the record. With the between children, any, be, yeah, between any agency, yeah. Here's why. And here it here's is. Why. Because here's where law enforcement gets in trouble. If uh, CPS is violating his rights, the family's rights, and the law enforcement doesn't do nothing about it, and there's there's admitted on the record a memorandum of understanding. That makes them that makes them uh, working in concert makes them conspirators to violate your rights. conspirators, right? Yeah, right. And so, the law enforcement has to segregate them, separate themselves from that any of those rights violations. And law enforcement has to protect you. But they don't want to tell you that, and I'm telling you that's how that they got to do it. That's the law. They got to protect you so your rights aren't damaged. And they got to point out. When they're a party to somebody putting perjury and tampering with governmental records, which is a felony in Ohio, they got to point that shit out. Falsification, tampering governmental records, and, and tampering records in general is a crime. And when they fabricate or make up evidence, it's a felony. And if the, if the law enforcement don't do that, their ass is on the hook because that's a crime. And you'll see this. With the Children's Service Agency, and an agency must submit a written report of its investigation to law enforcement agencies. Revised Code 2161, blah, blah, blah. Explains the intent of the memorandum to establish operating procedures. These operating procedures must be attained as discovery and put on the record. I'm telling you the punchline up front. For officials involved in cases of child abuse and neglect, and that the primary goal of the procedures are to eliminate unnecessary repetitive interviews of children suspected of being abused or neglected. So the information goes to the sheriff's department or the police, and it's repetitive because now you have a double search, double Miranda. But here's the problem. The problem with it is that the procedures and the and the understanding, the memorandum of understanding, must also yield the same effects and protect and at the same time prosecute. It's a double-edged sword. You can't cut one way. It has to be done to protect because you got liberty interests. So the state's position is we're going to come in here and strip you of all your liberty interest. Somebody lied and said there's dog shit on the floor, but there's these other things too. They committed perjury. And then... And they say, well, perjury is only under uh, under oath. Well, that raises, that's true, but that raises another question about the, your authority. If the if the allegation it doesn't have the weight of perjury, then you don't have the weight to come in. It either has the same weight of prosecution or not. If an allegation triggers your so-called authority, and you fail to protect my rights, and I got this. I got this, right? If you fail to protect right. my rights, and you don't have a way to to protect my rights, then you don't have the authority to come in because you can't. the The, the object of CPS is not to come in and destroy and take everything you got. 
The object is for the betterment of civilization society, for community caretaking. Community caretaking doesn't mean a full all-out assault and a takings action, like if you was taking uh, drug dealers' cars, houses, and stuff, right? So we're, they're going to come and do that. And this is where they get in trouble, and this is a problem. This is a problem that people don't know. For officials involved in the case of child abuse and neglect and that the primary goals of the procedure are to eliminate unnecessary repetitive interviews of children suspected of being abused and neglected. Justice O'Donnell explained that the issue before the court concerned whether Mac's duty to comply with the law's requirement to cooperate and share information with law enforcement rendered her an agent of law enforcement. For the purpose of determining if Jackson's constitutional rights were violated, he noted prosecutors cannot use statements made by suspects made during custodial interrogations unless the suspect suspects are warned of their Miranda rights. However, in, in, in the court, 1971, State v. Watson decision found this limitation applies only when the questioning is initiated by law enforcement after a person has been taken into custody and does not apply to admission of the person must to those who are not officers of law or their agents. The court ruled there is no evidence in the record. Here's the killer right here. Here is the total confession. The court ruled there is no evidence there is no evidence in the record that Mac acted as an agent of law enforcement when she interviewed Jackson. Why why is that? Procedures and memorandum. Memorandum right, no memorandum of understanding on the record. Yep. Yeah. And then challenging those procedures. The only contact between Children's Service Agency and law enforcement is when uh, Fungal contacted law enforcement about interviewing CH, which is consistent with the goal of RC 2151421K2, the opinion stated. Right. So right. that's a lie. That's what they have to say because that's all they got. But the truth is law enforcement and them work together. She did her part. They did their part. And they stayed silent. They have this silent working relationship to undermine civil rights. That shit's a conspiracy. And that has to be brought out. That has to be examined. That's how that worked. There was no evidence. The only contact between children's service agency and law enforcement is when Fungo contacted law enforcement about interviewing CH, which is consistent with the goal with the goal of revised code. But what's in the background, they don't tell you because law enforcement and CPS work together, and CPS will violate your rights and and violate your Privacy Act rights and your state Privacy Act rights and give that information to law enforcement. They'll violate your rights ten ways to hell, and you got to be able you got to be able to catch that. You got to be able to catch it. You got to be able to probe that hard. You got to put them on the spot and ask them questions. They interview you once, they come back. Now it's your turn. And then let's. Here's another example. I mean, here's another rule. There's no statute that says two CPS workers has to come out. Let's say theoretically two of them or three of them come out. Guess what? You two sit in the car. You come in by yourself. Well, they're they're with me. I don't give a fuck. You don't like that? <laughs> then get out of here. Or you can come in. I'm granting you access only. Well, they're my they're. I don't. That's not my problem. Next problem is you don't fucking fix this. 
and you don't come in, then you are violating state law. There's no statute that requires me to surrender to multiple people in my house. That ain't going to happen. You might come out the first time, but the second time, it ain't happening. You two go sit in the car, and you come on in. I'm, gonna, I'm You know, feel free. Come on in. You pare that down. No, you come in. You two sit out there. You're not coming in my house. She can. You're not. I don't like you two anyways. Or I don't. I feel uncomfortable with you two or whatever. You be nice and gentle. You ain't being an ass, you know, hostile. Don't treat people badly. Just You can come in. You have to stay. Sorry. Right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the sheriff's. Well, go right ahead and make sure you put that in the record. Make sure you create a false record. I, I uh, make sure you do that. If you do that, I, I'm I'm gonna come down here and get a copy of it right now. I'm writing a public records request. I'm gonna come down here right now and get that because I want to see the perjury that you're gonna put in the tampering governmental records. See, this is the thing about the class material. The class material tells you when to sit down and be quiet and tells you when to stand. Not everything is worth standing. If she's got a job and there's an allegation or issue, okay, well, then, you know, you, you may want to fight it and go through all the hell and misery and all the things, or you just let them do their job and then go fix the problems. If you have problems, you fix them. You don't go fight with them and terrorize the shit out of them. And when I say terrorize, I mean... You know, you're bringing uh, serious motions that have repercussions in civil rights cases. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you can. The class, the class material gives you the mindset to think about things of that nature. When do you, when do you pull, when do you pull the levers, and when do you don't? I mean, that's the, the mind that you you pull it on everything or, or some things. You have to decide. It's a balance. Where do you want to do? I myself, I want to cherry pick. And, and indeed, I'm already cherry picking. <laughs> so everything I do it has a reverse effect. Uh, it's not that I did it in person, purpose. It just it's, that happened. It's out of my control. These some things are out of your control, but they have a reverse rights violations effects. And those are the cherry pick. That's the low hanging fruit, right? <laughs> Uh, the court uh, reversed a district uh, decision, remanded the case to Code County Corner Quarter Common Pleas. The dissent finds worker uh, acted as law enforcement agent, and her dissent, uh, did I read this? I'm No, I'm down further. D. Gennaro noted the statutory scheme directs children's services, children's services law enforcement, and prosecutors to work co- to collaboratively, com- collaboratively to in- collaborate to investigate and prosecute crimes against children. Social workers for children's service agencies do more than uh, report instances of child abuse and neglect. They also must investigate and make any recommendations to prosecutors necessary to protect children that are uh, brought to its attention, she noted. The dissent indicated that Mac uh, not only had to deliver a written report to law enforcement, but she also uploaded the results of her interview with Jackson to the statewide automated child welfare information system. Now we're getting into databases. And I'm going to tell you right now, now comes the big felonies that can be accessed by law enforcement prosecutors to prosecute abuse and neglect. The opinion stated 
that while the law does not categorically transform a child, a children's services investigator into a law enforcement agent, the facts lead the dissent to conclude that Mac was acting as a, a functional equivalent. Functional equivalent. Back door. Back door. And it's a back door in, in running his Miranda uh, of law enforcement when she had Jackson removed from his housing unit in the jail cell so she could question him. See? He's in custody once, right? He's in custody by the police, the sheriff's prosecutor. Courts got him in custody. Then she brings in another form of custody and transports the body. See, this is this is the areas that we need to look at, right? That's two arrests, two single arrests. And what's the elements of kidnapping, moving somebody from one place to another? Right? Unlawful of restraint. Yeah, yeah. Right. Somebody false, from one place impri- false, false imprisonment. Yeah. yeah, false imprisonment. Now he's got two arrests. She yeah. claims, they claiming she had the authority. What if he told her to go to hell? What would they do then? Would they add it to the mitigating factors to prosecuting, which is illegal as hell? It's extra case. Does he have a uh, does he have a statutory requirement under law, under pains of penalty, to talk to her? And the answer is no. But does he? He does. But she actually arrested him. This is a false arrest. And the sheriffs allowed this secondary arrest to happen. See. Break it down in its things. Break it down one piece at a time. The dissent noted Mac never testified. She followed uh, her standard protocol. Here's more evidence. When interviewing Jackson or if there was any indication, uh, he understood the ramifications for him. See? Now there's another set of evidences. Do you understand the ramifications if you do talk to me? You never told me. I don't know what the ramifications are. Yep. Yeah, it goes back to that whole. Yeah. Those ramifications. of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. No one. Ra- no one would. No one would open their mouth open. The CPS worker said, "You have the right to remain silent." No. Oh, well, shit. I'm going to take it. They. They go. Well, you're just an agency. You're not the police. And then they just open up their mouths and give them testimony that's used against them. You know what? That's what they did with me. You know. Said used, uh, you know, gave statements against his penal interests. They actually said that. Well, that I understand, and I I don't know what they mean by that. I, I know what penal interests I, mean, but uh, I, know what, yeah. I don't know what they mean by that. That has to be I know. If, exactly. if, 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 if that is made on the record, that's evidence. That has to be, you have to have that discovery and, and brought out to you so you can understand that, defend against that. See, there's all these little discovery violations, and and so now we got databases, we got governmental records. Now we're in the databases, statewide database. Oh shit, you know. Uh, how uh, so? Uh, functional equivalent of law enforcement when when she had Jackson removed from his housing unit in the jail, so she could question him. The dissent noted that Mac never testified. The lawyers never had that happen, did they? You know why? The judge denied because no memorandum of understanding, no governmental records on record, and no procedures or protocols 
to either help prosecute or protect Max because he's a minor, right? You know, there's no, there's Privacy Act, there's privacy rights problems. There's privacy rights problems. There's religious free exercise problems. There's First Amendment problems. There's Second Amendment There's all these problems, but they fucking, they want to drive you into a hole so you can never get out. And this is the thing about this. And if you don't know these things, they're doing it. They're using it against you. If you don't know them, you're screwed. That's why, that's why I was like, this is great timing. I like this. Never te- She never testified. Uh, she followed her standard protocol when interviewing Jackson, or if there was any indication he understood the ramifications for him. The ramifications include that the statements he made could be used against him at trial, or that the omission of Max's testimony would put him in the position of having to take the, the stand at trial to refute the statements. Based on these facts, it is highly questionable whether Jackson would have spoken to Mac had she first advised him of Miranda, the dissent stated. So the dissent lays out what not to do. Based on her action, Mac violated Jackson's rights against self-incrimination by, guaranteed by the Fifth Amendment. Based on her action, Mac violated Mac violated Jackson's rights uh, against self-incrimination guaranteed by the Fifth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment rights to have an attorney present and and key moments in criminal proceedings, the dissent concluded. So you have concurring, we're work, yeah, we work for, we, we're going to give them this, and then there's the dissent. The dissent is, here's all the shit you got to avoid, here's the stuff they're going to do to you, here's to avoid it. Now let's play the video. Listen to this garbage. Now, the public defenders, the prosecutors, the sheriffs, CPS, all of them uh, uh, jumped on him, the court, the bailiff, nobody protected Max's rights. Max charged a rape? Okay. Oh, uh, it's a charge. That's different. This here is a full all-out county assault, and everybody's against you. This here, this here describes the problem. That's why the, the civil rights class is a, a must to think about. I'm not telling you to do it. I mean, it's an educational process. I can't give you advice, but we can have general conversation. I can tell you what I would do on any given situation, on any given depositions, any given examination, cross, objections. I would I could tell you what I would do. I could do, We could do all these things. We can have a forum of communication, right, open forum. Here's the audio. We're already into it an hour. So, or 46 minutes or whatever. So, this audio is 32 minutes. So, we're going to be here quite a while. Here we go. Our third case this morning is 2017-145, State of Ohio versus Demetrius Jackson. For the appellant, Mr. Miranda. Chief Justice O'Connor, and may it please the court, my name is Anthony Miranda, Assistant Prosecuting Attorney from Cuyahoga County. I'd like to reserve three minutes for rebuttal, please. A social worker's duty to share information with law enforcement does not transform her into an agent of law enforcement. We're asking the court to reverse the 8th District's Bright Line rule 
and to adopt a test that considers all of the facts surrounding a social worker's interview of a defendant. Let's talk about the facts. This is where they screwed this kid. This guy looks, you know, he, he's got a funny nose and some glasses. He's a prosecutor, probably a Democrat. Let's talk about the facts. What's missing from the record? The evidence and facts about this very nature question. This is how they screw you. They exclude, they work all together and they exclude the evidence and facts from the record. And then you got this asshole come in here that, that comes in here and says that. I'll back this up. Listen to what he says. This, these people are Satan worshipers. This violates every tenet of Christ, every tenet of the law and the prophets. That's why on my website have the, the uh, that's why on my website I have the courts of heaven. Why I believe in it, and historically, and all the nations who have uh, fell under that, or finally recognized that, or had all these wars amongst themselves about these questions. This guy here is a is and is representing a case, knowing that they they stacked, they structured the case in such a way. To, to get what they wanted. I understand the guy is a, uh, uh, accused of rape, whether he did it or not, and um, kidnapping or whatever, I understand that. That's not my issue. My issue is how you got there on this part. That's my issue. That's the satanic, wicked, Masonic, piece of shit garbage. This is raw out evil, and they got a special place in the lake of fire for this. This is straight-out satanic. I can't emphasize this enough. This is what the Scripture talks about, about Satanism, and the, and the courts being totally satanic. But at the same time, the, the Supreme Court for Ohio did a marvelous job by laying out, in the opinion, in that report that I read, they threw them under the bus. They called them out for what they were, liars and hypocrites and deceivers. But you had the enemy stacking the case. They structured the case. So when you say obligation to share with law enforcement, that's on subpoena, correct? No, statutorily. They're obligated to share any information, Your Honor. Uh, and for the 8th District, that was enough to uh, render the social worker an agent of law enforcement. Uh, but this court has defined in both Bolin and Watson uh, an agent of law enforcement as someone who's controlled or directed by law enforcement. That's not true. What did the court say? Collaboration together as a whole. But in order to finish the elements, the truth of the matter is the memorandum, the procedures and protocol. The memorandum, procedures and protocol finish the rest of the elements. That's excluded. So we got half the elements, but they can't prove the rest. That's because they structured the case in such a way to make this effect to do this. They needed his, they needed his testimony to confess. He wouldn't talk to police, so they end run around his rights, brought them in. This is what you call a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. They end running around his rights, and they work together and done this, and they're in the back room talking. They're on the cell phones talking like they do here in Shithole County, Kashaka, with these, uh, with these fucking feckless idiots over here in this county. I don't mean to cuss. I just get mad because I yeah. I know it. I see it. I 
I've experienced it. I know who they are. I know how they operate. And uh, that's why I do what I do, and that's why I'm showing you this. Now, in order to get these curses off of you, I'm saying you have to go to the courts of heaven, you repent to Christ, all these things, the scriptures. That's our biggest protection. You can't out, you can't outmaneuver this. This conspiracy type, when you're a victim and you have no knowledge or subject, you can't out, you can't do nothing with this. But the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and the knowledge comes in, and people like me, you, anybody else that gets like the classes or does their own research, we sit down and talk, and we could point these things out. Look, this is what they did. Here's what they're doing: the prosecutor, the public defenders, the sheriff, the courts. Nobody protected the child. It's it's a true. He's accused of a crime. He may be guilty of that crime. That's we'll put that aside. I agree. Okay, that happened. But how you got here is what I'm objecting to. I'm in a conference, so you have to wait. So in those cases, this court held Miranda does not apply to security guards who are detaining shoplifting suspects or the reporter that visits someone in the jail before trial. So the test is, is the social worker being controlled or directed by law enforcement? Uh, in this case, the, lower, the majority of the lower court felt that that duty to share information was sufficient. And they, at paragraph 21 of their decision, found there was no legitimate purpose for the social worker's interview other than to directly assist law enforcement in their investigation. Uh, and we submit that ignores the separate function that social workers serve. But that's not what, see? See how he departed from that? He's addressing the allegation, but then he's departing to the separate function. The separate functions are relevant. Here's why it's irrelevant. Because you have a pattern, a history of doing this over time. Had their feckless piece of shit public defender or lawyer went and, and pulled down all the cases that ended this way, he could have showed a pattern. They didn't represent this person. Okay, he's black. He's up Cuyahoga County, which is a shithole county in the state of Ohio. The, the, it's a garbage court. They work together in a conspiracy to end Ronnie's rights because he wouldn't confess to the sheriff of the police, and he invoked Miranda. If that's his right, that's his right. But they so what they did was they they structured and conspired well amongst themselves silently in the background to prosecute. This guy's lying. He's departing to the separate function. It's not relevant. You still got the confession. It's not relevant. What's relevant is the history and the pattern of Cuyahoga County doing this. Remember, Cuyahoga County is a political subdivision. It is not the state of Ohio. Municipal corporations are not the state of Ohio. They are political. They are municipal corporations. They are not the state. And both of those, they'll, one of them will lie, but both of them operate under the home rule, which is in Chapter 4 of my class. These counties are operating outside of law. And 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 this is this case is a beautiful example of that. Uh, which is to substantiate abuse and neglect allegations. For example, in this case, the social worker learned after interviewing the defendant that he contracted. Let's talk about that real quick. Abuse, sexual abuse, and uh, other allegations. Whatever he said there, the two two element allegations. Well, the sheriff already had a witness. The witness was 14. 
So the prosecutor yeah. in reality for Kiowa County told the sheriff to tell the CPS worker to go interview him because they had a legal defect in their case. Because it wasn't quite clear whether the 14-year-old testimony would be sufficient. They had a they had a legal defect in their case. They're arguing the wrong case. That's why the prosecutor told the sheriff to go talk, have him talk, uh, her talk to the the young kid, 17-year-old kid who don't know crap. That's why they did that. If you got a case and you got an indictment, if you got a case and you got an indictment, you got witnesses. You don't need CPS. You don't need CPS going there talking. That's right. the issue. They didn't have a case. And if they did have the case, it was on shaky grounds. And they, they wanted to make sure they want, they would win, so they in-run his rights. This, this guy here, man, it's just, these people are Satanists. They, they will destroy you every turn. Is the guy guilty? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. We'll put that aside. It's not relevant. It's how you get here to take have the whole county become a conspirator against you, and nobody's protecting your rights, and you're all standing around watching. Ha, 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 we got this idiot. We got this black guy or black kid. Ha, 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 we're, we're up in Calvary County. We got you. And there's a lot of procedural questions, a lot of legal issues that they never even raised. They narrowed it down to this garbage. This is a garbage case. So, so what are you going to do for somebody if, uh, so what, how are you going to help somebody out when this happens to the next guy and they say, Craig, how are you going to help me out? I need to buy your course. And what, you buy, what are you going to lay? What's that? You go to the site, you buy the course, you take this video, listen to it, look at the case, li- listen to what it is. You go look at it yourself like, God, I can do this myself. I took Craig's class. I, I listen to the MP3. This fits. This fits my pattern. This fits my problem. You can do this yourself. The only thing you got to have is the tools to do it, and that's what this this free archive is. I mean, this is free. You you have the tool. You have the understanding. Right. Chapter nine. Chapter nineteen. You said this. Yeah. This coordinates cha- chapter nineteen. Yeah. Chapter nineteen. Statutory. Uh, discovered by statute. And so they're talking about a statute. And inside the statute, what do we get? A memorandum of understanding, procedures, protocols, right? Discovery. Now we're talking about uh, constitutional problems, discovery. And notice the public defender didn't ask for it. That's This is an ineffective assistance of counsel case, too. This is how they play. Right, right, exactly. All that. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, all of that. And, yeah, you can run this back all the way to ineffective assistance of counsel. you got uh, two issues. you got this whole agency business, CPS, DCFS, without that memorandum of capacity, uh, understanding. So the capacity is all wrong. And then, and then the, what? The let's say you got the public defender not raising the issue, or is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the public defender yeah, okay. went in. There was yeah. a conspiracy, and there's a pattern in this county to commit conspiracy, and here's how they do it. They have right. an unwritten policy of do working together because the statute 
makes them all collaborating together. Yeah. And they're trying to sever that they're not doing this or that. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Because it's weak, and they're trying to build a case, right, and trying to get around it, right, do an end run. Yep, yep. What I'm saying is not being argued here, and 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 not all of it, but some of what I'm saying is not even being raised. But it is being raised when you understand the backdrop uh, of how this works. Remember, Christ said, uh, "Be wise." You know, the scripture says, "Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves." Yes. Right, so why? Yep. The the fourteen year old victim in this case uh, had also contracted that disease. That's the kind of health safety information we submit that a social worker is is trying to obtain when interviewed. Did you catch that? What? Back to the, listen to what he says. Of health safety information we submit that a social worker is is trying to obtain when interviewing the defendant. There are also situations where... Let me back it up again. Yeah, I, I'm a... The 14-year-old victim in this case uh, had also contracted that disease. That's the kind of health safety information we submit that a social worker is is trying to obtain when interviewing the defendant. There are also situations where a social worker might learn information information about uh, a non... Let's talk about diseases. Yeah. Let's talk about diseases. Now we're talking about the Ohio Department of Health. And now we're bringing in the Ohio Department of Health in the background working against the kid. Okay, the kid got a sexually transmitted disease. Okay, I get that. It's a public safety. It's community care thing. I get that. But now we got another agency. I just now caught that. We got the Ohio Department of Health working this. So you got the prosecutor, the sheriff, CPS, Department of Job and Family Services for Ohio, uh, the uh, public defenders, and Ohio Department of Health all out to get you. And r- maybe rightfully so. Maybe he needs got. But I don't like how you got there with this Enron around the law. I do not like that. That shit is straight out hardcore, satanic, wicked, evil. I don't like that. I don't go for that. That shocks my conscience. I object to that. I don't like that. And I'm making issues. I'm making an objection to that. You think right. that's funny, but you've got a pattern of, of this. And, and just think, so this guy's maybe factually guilty. Maybe he did all this, and maybe that's true. What about all the innocent people? So if they'll do it to him, what about all these other people? That, right. don't, that, that these things happen to him because all the, this whole gang ganged up on him. Okay, what about the people that don't, that shouldn't have these problems? And you know the Innocence Project for Cincinnati just latent and, and rife with prosecutor misconduct. It's systemic everywhere. The, the level of perjury and tampering records and databases is so systemic in Ohio that it's, it's unbelievably, it's freaking satanic, wicked crime. They're fucking heretics. They are heresy. They're charlatans. They are wicked, evil, terrible, and then that's that's it. Yeah. I get right. you got a job. I get that. I get you fighting crime, or you're trying to do whatever for civilization. That's what you say. But at the same time, you're condemning civilization because you're wickedness. You're hardcore Satanist, and you don't even know it. Party. 
the defendant might say a guardian, for example, has known about some kind of conduct between the defendant and a victim. So then the social worker is put in a position where they have concerns about the custody of that child victim. That's information we wouldn't necessarily expect to come out in an interview of, say, the guardian or the victim. Counsel, the trial court judge had a little bit of trouble with Ms. Mack testifying to what she actually said to this opponent. Had a little bit of trouble? You mean had a lot of, you mean tampering with governmental records and falsifying? That's what you really mean? And then you join an adventure, a conspiracy against this person, and you're all, and the Supreme Court's going to throw you under the bus over this. The Supreme Court's throwing them under the bus for the other lawyers and prosecutors for the federal government. And I found something else out, which is not in here. I haven't seen it yet. Guess what the money comes from when they do this? Take a guess. Federal block grants. Federal block grants. Now we have the federal component driven by economics. Dependence, as opposed to what she does as a matter of protocol. Was the testimony clear enough about what she actually said to this defendant? Ms. Mack's testimony was what her procedure is. See? How do we know it was her procedure? It's not on the record. Yeah. Did you catch that? Not on the record. No, yeah. See, now he's testifying. Now he's just, it's called supplementing evidence. He just came in here and committed perjury on the lower court, and then he supplemented evidence, and he called it procedure. But it's not on the record. Memorandum of understanding, procedures, and protocols are missing from the record on the underlying court. See? Yeah. That was really the only testimony that wasn't question asked about. You know why it wasn't question asked? The question asked are only testimony because they didn't want to let the rabbit out of the bag or out of the hat. It's wicked, man. These people are straight out evil. This isn't the state of Ohio, state of Illinois. The government's not for you. The government's there to steal and destroy everything you've got. And at the same time, the kid's probably guilty. So how do you balance this evil? You've got two evils. How do you balance this out, right? You've got the government going all lengths to conspire against you to steal your rights, and then you've got the person who fell into sin, traps, curses, rape. You've got two evils. Two evils justify our end result, and we're happy. We've got block grants. Yeah. What did you say? With respect to that, I would say that the defendant testified, and there's no contrary evidence that that procedure wasn't followed or that he misunderstood her role or nature. Did you hear that? Procedure wasn't followed. How do you know that? It's not even on the record. Memorandum of understanding, the procedures, and the protocols are not on the record. And really, the Eighth District's rule here applies either way. If she provided that information or if she didn't. The Eighth District's going at protecting the individual. The Eighth District is trying to protect the individual's rights. That's where you have the appeals court saying this is the right thing to do. We're protecting your rights. The Supreme Court 
asking this court to look to the, the decision of the Fourth District Court of Appeals, which rejects that bright line rule and says the, the mere duty to share information doesn't transform a social worker into an agent of law enforcement. That there uh, a an agency of the county and of the state is what officer of the court. Yeah. Okay. So what do we what, let's let's address this. Let's go even further. Check this out. So the court sets by territorial jurisdiction from its inception. The court has the, the, the so-called authority to seize and take all property, bring all people before custody, and guess who the court orders to do it? The sheriff. Now, you have another party. You have the prosecutor or you have, you know, law director, whatever, but you have these parties. These parties are all officers of the court. CPS is the same thing. They're officers or agents of the court. But, see, they want a parent say, well, they're not an agency or officer of, of law enforcement, but... When you take the whole thing together, they're all part of the same family. What? Because we didn't say sheriff, we should have said court. CPS is an agency and officer of the court. Probate. Probate court. Which brings another question. What the hell is probate court doing in a criminal case? Yeah. There should be some other evidence that the police and the law and the social worker are communicating, are cooperating. Um, and so we, we would ask the court to adopt the test that considers those factors. Did the police set up the interview? Well, yeah, they set it up. They, they took that kid from the room and yep. escorted to the CPS. They fucking set it up. The, there's a statue. Yes. Let me do this statue. Let me go right to the class. Hold on. Hold on. Yep. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to answer that question right now. This is stupid. Here's the statue. Let me go to the class. Hold on. Great. I object law class. Okay. Give me a second here. I will open this up. Here we are in class. We're going right to the class. So I haven't heard the I haven't heard the oral arguments, but off the top I can do this right. So let's see here. Statutes that may govern inmates' rights. Okay, let me see. Building, board of standards, pharmacists. Let's see. I'm going to find it. Just It'll take a second here. I need to find this because there is a statute that specifically inmates' rights. Check out that. I'm going to go to statute by discovery. Discovery by statute. Let's see. God. There's retention. Yeah, I should have had this. I didn't. I didn't have a chance to look at this video, but there is a statute here: reports, commissioners, public safety procedures, evidence officers, affidavits, Supreme Court, contempt of court. So here's another thing. And in some in some respects, if well, no, it's too far. I'm not going to push it. They, won't, they 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 would most likely try to push contempt of court too. Employees, uh, please. Where is that? See, that sucks when you're not prepared, right? So, now <laughs> oh, bear with me. There is a statute that I got to go back to inmates' rights statutes and may govern. 
surviving fictions. Sheriff, sheriff. Control F, control F. We'll get this faster. See if that'll pull it up. There's a statute. I'm going to let that play. I'm going to let this play so we can finish this up, and I'll look for the statue at the same time. Yeah. I hate to do that because I'm going to miss some things, but... Between the social worker and the defendant, did the, were the police present during the interview? Were they providing questions to be asked? Uh, we, we submit that's the better approach um, to a take. Uh, we cite to a number of other jurisdictions, the, uh, the Texas and... Louisiana that have adopted those uh, factor-based tests. Um, I also think that the uh, United States Supreme Court's decision in Ohio v. Clark is persuasive on this. Uh, It it dealt obviously with a separate uh, constitutional clause, uh, but the Supreme Court in that decision rejected the bright line rule that a teacher, because she's a mandatory reporter, has an obligation because of that mandatory reporting obligation is an agent of law enforcement uh, and and for the confrontation clause. Uh, We think that is strong evidence that the court should not adopt the bright line rule in this case. Um, And and I think that's also in keeping with the the purposes of Miranda, which were uh, to, which recognized a history of police practices which are not at issue in a social worker's uh, interview of a, of a defendant. Uh, the social worker did not have the power to arrest the defendant. There, uh, there's no evidence in the record that she had the power to uh, detain him beyond his wishes or to keep him in the room. Um, and the, the Supreme Court has, uh, the United States Supreme Court has interpreted the uh, Fifth Amendment as only really applying to government coercion. That's what the court has held in Colorado versus Connolly, that, that the Fifth Amendment is concerned with someone being coerced. And I don't think the record shows any evidence of the defendant in this case being coerced. The uh, social. That's because it never got on the record to testify. And he's lying about, he's lying all way. They're presenting a garbage case. This is a garbage case. And I'm, once I find this statute, I'll read it to you. I'll prove this is a garbage case. Worker testified that she, uh, her typical procedure is to identify who she uh, is, uh, to let him know that anything he says can be subpoenaed by the courts, and then she informed him of the allegations and asked him if he had anything to say. Uh, that uh, sounds like a voluntary exchange of information. Didn't it have the consequence that it, it put the defendant in the position of having to testify? Do we know whether this defendant would have testified if not for that um, testimony of Ms. Mack? Well, that was his position, yeah, correct, uh, Justice French. The uh, trial counsel did state that he would not have testified but for uh, that evidence coming in. Uh, but I don't think that really affects our... Okay, let's talk about another defect. I had to stop this idiot. You know why the trial counsel said that? Because the kid never got on the stand to testify to that matter. They just went in there and created hearsay. 
Lawyers can't testify, and that's what they just done. They just testified. Both of them idiots testified, the public defender and this idiot here. The fact of the matter, versus Pag- Pagliaro, yeah. Us, the fact of the matter is the kid had to get on, this, on the record and testify at, at an evidentiary hearing, and they didn't do that. They're liars. Or, or, uh, so I'm going to stop that for a minute because I'm missing way too much. And now you go ahead and talk, Rocco. I'm going to stop that for a minute, and I got to find this thing. So you know, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Hey, it's time to keep the ball in the air. Well, well, Craig's looking for that. You can be looking forward to WWF www.rockovanzetti.org coming soon. Yes, still being worked on my website. So we're going to try and network with a a myriad of ideas, people. I'm going to even throw some uh, good raw vegan uh, healthcare products in there. But anyway, health. If you don't have your health, you don't have a thing, and you're certainly not going to be able to have the strength to stand up in court. But having said that. I found it. Here we go. You ready? Back to Craig. Back to you. Higher Revised Code, Chapter 341, Jails and Courts. 341.02, Jail Register, Operational Policies and Procedures, Prisoners' Rules of Conduct. The Court of Common Pleas shall review the jail's operational policies and procedures and prisoners' rules of conduct. If the court approves the policies and procedures and rules of the core of the conduct, they shall be applied. 341.01, uh, sheriff shall have charge of jail. The sheriff, as a matter of common law and statutory, shall have charge of the county jail and all persons confined therein. He shall keep such safety, person safety, and attend attend to the jail, and govern and regulate the jail according to the minimum standards uh, for uh, jails in Ohio promulgated by the Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections. The sheriff's responsibilities under this section do not extend to jail or workhouse that is subject to contract entered into 906 or revised code, notice of escape, apprehended persons, and so forth. Jail register, operational policies and procedures, Prisoner rules of conduct. The sheriff shall make the following entries in a suitable book, which shall be known as the jail register. Keep in all, keep in the office of the jailer and deliver to the successor in the office of such jailer the name of each prisoner and the date of the cause of the commitment, the date uh, and manner of the discharge. The sheriff, the sheriff or jail administrator shall prepare written operational policies and procedures and prisoners' rules of conduct, and maintain the records prescribed by these policies, procedures, in accordance with the minimum standards of Ohio, in Ohio uh, jails in Ohio promulgated by the Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections. The Court of Complete shall review the jail operational policies and procedures and prisoners' rules of conduct. If the court approves these policies, procedures, and rules of the co- conduct, they shall be apl- adopted. Effective 076 Sheriff shall visit jail. The sheriff shall visit the county jail and examine the condition of each prisoner. Hello? Yeah. At at least once during each month. 
Here's another statute. They're not arguing state law. They're arguing federal law that doesn't even apply. Federal law doesn't come into this. Federal law is last, not first. State law is preemptive here. They're trying to push, they're trying to go over to Dr. Comity where the courts rejected that shit. The Dr. Comity, this is a state law case. Staff assignment and compensation. I'm not going to read that. Copies of minimum standards for jails to be furnished uh, prisoners' rules of conduct. The rules of conduct should say, if CPS comes, you have a right to say yes or no. It's in my, it's in my classes on both the main class and the civil rights class. You get to live my court case. My court case will set much of the pace or tone of just about any case. It even lends itself in some ways to death penalty cases. In that case, it's too late, but who knows? Severe cases. My my classes go to the very nature of the rights. Now, it's true. The guy did something, maybe. Maybe he didn't. He did something. He caused somebody to be infected. I don't know. But how you got there by having all this conspiracy is not the way to do this. If you had a case, you wouldn't need CPS. The Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections shall provide a copy of the minimum standards for jails in Ohio to the Board of County Commissioners. Get that? The common the common police court and the sheriff. The sheriff shall ensure that the prisoner's rules of conduct are placed in a conspicuous location within each jail confinement area or are given to each prisoner written from. Minimum standards may be revised, altered, or amended distribution. So I can go on separation of prisoners and county jails. Separation of confinement and county jails. Was he confined right? What did they do? What was the environment? Did they put pressure on him? Were, were there people conspiring? Did they send snitches in? All this discovery. Confinement right. of minor. He's a minor, right? Is he being tried as an adult or he's a minor? Except as providing the Division C of this section, 2151311, revised code no child, taken into custody, shall be held in a county, uh, multi-county or municipal jail or workhouse or other place for the confinement of adults convicted of crime under arrest or charged with a crime. Except as provided in C of this section, 2151311 of the revised code of child, uh, confined pursuant to section blah, 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 the rights code shall be held in a room or a cell totally separate or removed by sight and sound from all adult prisoners. Did that happen? We don't know. Why is that important? Because the adults can get in there and influence him. The snitches. Confinement of persons in custody in jail of another county. That's all I'm going to read. There's the, there's the evidence right there. This guy's a liar. Affects the way we resolve whether or not that social worker was working as an agent of law enforcement. If it was a voluntary statement, then he's see he's making he's trying to create fat. They are this is what you call fabricating and structuring a case. What he's doing is classic structuring and fabricating. And at the same time, he probably maybe didn't argue the case. He took the case. Who knows? Uh, he, you know, if it had been made to any other person, that testimony would have come in, and he may have chosen in light of that to testify anyways. Um, so uh, I think that this 
really can be only characterized as a voluntary exchange of information. Um, there's That's what he's – see, he's committing perjury. On the Supreme Court, he's committing perjury because they excluded the, the, the statutes that govern the jail. They excluded the memorandum. They excluded the policies, the procedures, and, and, the, and the public defender didn't go in the background and show a pattern of this. They excluded all that evidence that makes this shit illegal. No indication that any kind of coercive uh, efforts were uh, used. Um, and then I would also just touch upon the Sixth Amendment line of cases, uh, which deal Notice he went to the Constitution. This isn't a constitutional question. This is statutory, and they broke state law. And they're trying to preempt state law against the sheriff and the, and the statutes that govern and protect you, that you have to operate this way. They're trying to preempt state law with the federal law. It's a smoke and mirrors. It's a smokescreen. Garbage. This is only a statutory. There's no constitutional questions here. These are first and foremost are statutory, state law statutory up front first. With the or what I'll call the informant cases, where the Supreme Court has said that police cannot deliberately elicit information from someone. When they come into jail and the sheriff by statute has charges of the jail, guess what? They're working for the sheriff's department. The sheriff allowed that. He has charge of the jail. The sheriff participated in her coming in there. She acted as a as a act, uh, act uh, an acting participant in this case with the sheriff's department, the prosecutors, and so forth. Uh, after charges have been filed, uh, those cases differ from the present case, and I think in two important ways. First, is an informant is paid by police. So that's a level of direction and control. She's paid by the county, federal block grant. She's getting federal monies and paid by the county. What the hell's the difference? <laughs> Ain't she an informant? Between the informant. Yeah, and she is. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, she's an informant. Yeah. See, these are these are fucking liars. These people are wicked, man. The whole yeah. system is wicked, mechanic. We pull back the veil, and the emperor has no penis or clothes. <laughs> it's a Ken doll. Yeah, it's a Ken doll. It's a, it's a tranny. And with a schwa, with a swastika armband. Yeah. Evil man, and this yeah. guy's really that good. I could see it in his face. He's not that. I mean, he might know. He went to law school. He graduated. I probably can't pass the, the bar. But I'm telling you right now, this guy's not that good. These, these are liars. And they're covering for a political subdivision so the subdivision can commit crimes against humanity. The political subdivision commits crimes against humanity. Agencies and divisions and sheriff's departments commits crimes against humanity. They fucking lie. They, they, they use cell phones. They use drones to track you. They use cell phones illegally to... to uh, so sheriffs will take a drive, but they'll call on the cell phone and say, go drive around here, but they won't call on the radio, so they hide the evidence so you can't prosecute them. They're structuring evidence. They're hiding and tampering governmental records. They're using databases illegally because all, all sheriff's department and all the police have to use the radio to be dispatched. There has to be a record, but here in my county, they use cell phones. They do that in Illinois, Missouri, 
California. They do it everywhere. They use cell phones to call to go out somewhere, and then they create uh, anonymous phone calls to give them authority to go do something. They, they, they're, it's evil, man. Especially in this case. Well, isn't a social worker paid by the state? They are both. Here's the Supreme Court justice say that. Isn't the social worker paid by the state? Paid by the state, but there's no indication that. Now he's got a high temperament. Now he's speaking faster. A detective, let's say, uh, has any control over the social worker in this case. How do we know that? Nobody put him on the stand to testify. Nobody pulled in cell phone records, dispatch records. Nobody pulled in communications. How do we know? He's lying. They're hiding the evidence. State, the state has control because your argument is if the uh, police pay an informant, they control him. Isn't the parallel if the state pays an employee, they control him also? It's parallel. Uh, yeah. I disagree because it's... Yeah, you're going to disagree because uh, I, if yeah. I stand here, I, I'd have to give him an arm bar and choke him out. I, I couldn't contain him. I'd have to run <laughs> out of the court. Yeah. I mean, this is how this is this is how it works, man. This is how they operate. This is the garbage. This is the garbage, man. This isn't law. This is just garbage. This is a bunch of feckless bastards run around conspiring with people. This is a this doesn't protect people. But on the other side of the coin, I'm gonna have to throw the kid under the bus in the sense that, man, you done something. You got this girl infected or not got infected. You did something. You're being accused. There might be evidence. There might not be no evidence. He might be innocent. He might be guilty on one charge and innocent on four out three others. The 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 kidnapping, I'm really questioning that. That makes no sense at all. I think the prosecutor overcharged. And because they didn't have a case on all the all the charges, they needed to bring her in to do this in run to save the case, and save the county's ass for a false arrest and false imprisonment. There could be. He could be innocent. He could have been targeted. He could be a gang member or a kid that has problems, and he's targeted. Now, let me tell you about another story. Here in Kershawkin and Muskingum County and, and the shitty fucking uh, counties that we live in, this county here has a group of people who will create and, and target you in order to and they drive late model Hondas and Toyotas, tinted windows. They act like they're fucking good. They're stupid. I mean, they're ignorant, right? They're not good at all. They suck. And they target people. They'll put people in your way. Here's an example. I have a, I have kind of a student. It's not really not a student, just a conversation. This guy sells drugs. I don't like drugs. I'll do drugs. I'll support that. But his witness mysteriously goes to New York. And I asked a question, have I ever heard that before in Kershawton? And guess what I've heard? I've seen other witnesses do the same thing, just mysteriously leave the state. And then that come to find out they were informants for the Sheriff's Department. That's oh, what happens. So, yeah. exculpatory, exculpatory evidence, right? Is that what you're it's talking conspiracy. It's conspiracy of tampering with a, with a witness. Right. Because you know, if they had a great case, that you know, he'd be he's leaving the state because I'm sure there's exculpatory evidence that favors the defendant. 
Yeah. yeah. So they're going to leave the case, but guess what? Yeah. Uh, so they try to get you to plead, even though the witness is absent. Right. Right. And then they, they're, and they're, and they're, they're not going to tell you he's left, but they're going to, yeah, exactly. And play that game. Put the witness. Put the fear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Witness, witness champion. Right. Right. We just Felony is a crime. They do that shit all the time. That's a felony, and it's a federal crime. Witness tampering. That's how this works. I've seen it. I know it. Yeah. Uh, the, those informant cases involve a detective that tells the informant, go go in there and secure this information, and then that police agent is paying the informant. And Remember, CPS is an officer of the court, an agency of the court, under the probate. So you have the criminal court, criminal court of common pleas, or criminal superior court, and then you have the probate court dealing with children, child uh, families and divorce and that kind of stuff, probate. So CPS is an agency of that court. So you have two courts collaborating because probate yeah. oversees and and grants the authority by the court itself under the probate code for Ohio for CPS and Department of Job or CPS. Isn't that pretty much everywhere else? I mean, it's a general rule, would you say? As far as I can tell, uh, I mean, family, right? So, because um, here's here's the standard: the courts from its inception, Judge Tanley, but clear, clear back to 1802, 1820, whatever, 1820. The court's inception is: I have control of all territorial power within the county. When he was making counties, every county, or I'm a territorial judge like the Carpet Baggers, right? I'm yeah. a county judge or territorial judge. So Northwest Territory, Northwest Territorial judges, per se, they were bringing them up. They was creating a judicial system. I have territory of the county up to the county lines, and I have territory across every part of the state when it deals with people who violate my court orders and that are on parole, probation, be brought back. So the judges like thousand directions. All the judges are all different directions. So in essence. This guy's lying. The truth of the matter is she's an officer of the court, and she is working as an investigator. And so they're evading that principle, those principles. In this case, we have separate state agencies that are uh, re- See? He said separate. Separate. It can't be separate. It's impossible. There's no separation here. What, you're going to hey, go you got in and quasi, out of Quasi-jurisdiction yeah. issues. Two courts, yeah. right. Double, well, well. Here's what it is. We're going to be separate when it's good for us, and we're not going uh-huh. to be separate with the prosecutor. Absolutely. See? That's the problem. We're separate now. In this case, we're helping the prosecutor. But then we're going to say we're separate. But nobody's. there's no evidence on the record to testify about that. This is all hearsay. This is Trinsley versus Pagliaro on steroids. Oh, all the way, yeah. That don't even, it's not even on the record. These judges are seeing it. The judge called him out on it. Isn't she getting paid by the the county? Reimbursing <laughs> those actors. And in this case specifically, Holly Mack testified uh, that she interviews people in the jail. She, Who has charge of the jail? I read you the statute. Who has the charge sure, of the jail? The sheriff. Sure. That's right. 
Yeah. Who's responsible for protecting his rights? The sheriff. And guess what the inmate's rights handbook's missing? The disclaimer of protecting of rights. Operation policies and procedures. And he stumbles on that, and and he falls right into this. And he just touched on the very statute I just talked about. Isn't even the social worker that would be conducting. Where'd she get the authority to go into jail? Uh, exactly. Like, yeah, like, uh, oh, man. Like with me, that seat, they put me in a in a room with no running water. It was, and it, had a, it had a damn jail door on the front end. There, you know, all secured doors. And then, uh, yeah, the CPS lady was there in the back room. And, and I'm there being held after they, you know, take take the van. I came there in with, with the children. You know, it was all messed up. Well, or they took the, the van from the from the school, brought me there in a squad. Yeah. Crazy. Nobody would know. I wasn't read any rights, and the, and the CPS was there, and they used all that, um, of course, against me. See how the case closed? Yeah, it's they're, they're just right. Just I, I, I call this divine understanding. I call this divine knowledge to get this at this right time. Okay, yeah. let, I'll be able to touch on something else on a different. That's kind of related, but not. Somebody says, "Oh, your house is a wreck." It might be true. It might not be true. And you got dog shit on the floor. Gives us justification, jurisdiction to. Um, justification jurisdiction to come in to look in your house, you got dog shit on the floor. And it turns out there's no dog shit on the floor. It's just kind of dirty, run down. It's an old trailer, house, whatever it is. And this happens all over the freaking place. This isn't new. So, and 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 then the question turns, well, how how is, if somebody gave you an allegation and the allegation is slanderous or, or perjurous in its in nature or false, how, how is my rights protected? Well, then we close the case. We close, we close the case. I said, that's not my question. My question is, if my rights are damaged, how are my rights protected? I don't know, and this was stated to me. I don't know. We, I've never, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know what to do there. Thank you. Thank you much. Thank you much. You don't know what to do there. There's slander on the record. We're going to you know, we're going to address that. Part of it's true? Okay. Part of it's false? The false part is my low-hanging fruit. You can have your true part. True's true. It's a fact. Now whether or not the fact meets the power that you assert is a different question. That's a different story for a different day. But the fact is, there's a one piece of low-hanging fruit that's uncontested, untouched, and that's my fruit. I'm going to pull that off the tree and eat that, and that is the slander. And that's called slander by agency. Which I got this recorder from the Sheriff's Department, right? Well, how would you be in this position? Well, <laughs> I get in all kind of positions. I'm kind of kinky. <laughs> yeah. So now, now you got now you have a conspirator, possibly working with somebody to undermine your family order or your structure of your house. 
Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is we have an allegation that's false, and I'm not entitled to prosecute you for false allegations because false allegations are a mitigating factor. They are used, they're a mitigating factor. You get what I'm saying? And that's the justification for uh, for them to come to your house. That's what they claim. That's part of the justification. Maybe one part of it is possibly justification. Okay, we'll put that aside. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But the other side, I'm going to crucify you on because that's my right. And you're not taking my rights. Uh, other interactions with police, like interviewing the victim or responding to the scene. So she's in particular... Uh, set aside, not not communicating with police. There's no evidence she spoke to police at all about this case. That's because there was no testimony on the record. Nobody subpoenaed him in to testify. See that? He's now he's confe- mm-hmm. now he's now he is admitting that the record's actually structured in a way that excludes the protections. But uh, the second difference, I think, between the informant line of cases. And this case is the surreptitious nature uh, of, of the conversations in those cases. In United States versus Henry, the United States Supreme Court recognized that a conversation between a government agent, you have a, a, an obvious uh, understanding that information you, you say will, can be used against you. But what they took issue was that the person was communicating with an informant they did not know was working as an agent for police. And so Holly Mack, in this case, her normal procedure is to identify herself, to inform the defendant about the uh, allegations, and to ask if he has anything he wants to say. I don't think that's the same as police deliberately eliciting information uh, through a secret uh, informant uh, in the prisons. And so I think that's what differentiates this case from that Sixth Amendment line of cases. Um, but isn't it a more sophisticated um, line of questioning that we should be more concerned about for Fifth and Sixth Amendment purposes because it seems so, um, you know, unofficial because it's not an officer, uh, it's a social worker? So shouldn't we be more concerned about the facts in this case? Uh, well, I, uh, and I wouldn't say we shouldn't be concerned. I, I guess say the social worker is licensed by the state. What's the license? I'll tell you real quick here. I just wrote this down earlier. I was looking at this. A license by the state is BSW. It's a license by the state. It's controlled by the Heart Department of Education or Heart Department of Health or whatever, Job Family Services. It's a license. They are an officer of the court of the probate or agency of the probate. Acting in acting in probate legal probate capacity, they are officers or agencies of the court. Now I'm I'm putting officer and agencies in there because I'm not really sure, but I but they they go into court and testify. They go into court uh, violating uh, unauthorized practice of law. They write docu- they write legal documents unauthorized practice of law, which is uh, suable. Okay. They write unauthorized practice of law documents. They go into court, commit perjury. They tamper with governmental records. They do all this shit. They are active litigants in the court, which puts them in 
litigation or lawyer status or position and puts them in prosecutorial position at the same time. And they're always modifying or amending uh, child support orders. And they're, and they're practicing law without a license. This, yeah. is a federal, this is a federal question. This is the problem. They're breaking laws, and they're, and they're getting this federal block grant money. They're breaking laws all the time, and the, the federal courts have said, man, this is insanity. As long as they keep get, pumping the federal monies, you know. I would say that the Sixth Amendment violations in those informant line of cases is uh, is 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 different because of, because of that surreptitious nature. But the the court can still adopt my proposed test uh, and still have a level of concern about the social workers' cooperation with police. I'm not saying there's no situation in which a social worker doesn't uh, act in cooperation with or become a part of the police investigative team, but I don't think that line was crossed in this case. <laughs> well, if I understand the facts. Well, hold, hold, um, on, hold on, How do you know the line wasn't crossed? Nobody put, was put on the record to testify. How do you know? I don't think this line was crossed. There's no evidence. Now he's testifying on, uh, he's testifying on evidence that doesn't exist. He's assuming facts, not in evidence, but at the same time, they excluded the evidence on purpose. The, pub, the pu prosecutor, the sheriff, the public defender's office, the courts, the CPS, everybody worked against them to exclude, make sure that evidence, that body of evidence was excluded. This is the root of the tree, the poisonous, wicked, satanic tree. Mr. Jackson um, refused to speak to the uh, detective after he was Mirandized, and then five days later the social worker showed up at the jail to interview him. Well, that begs a question. Once I'm Mirandized, am I forever Mirandized against everybody from the county? Let's adopt that yeah. policy right now. I just made that up. Once I'm Mirandized, I'm Mirandized to everyone from here on out. I'm Mirandaized to everyone, anybody and everybody that is government, I'm Mirandaized myself. You Mirandaize me, and I'm attaching that Miranda to everyone. How about that? Let's make it simple. I'm Mirandaized, it's attached to everything. Everything and anything. And everybody. How about that? See, we've, we've fixed that problem right now. Where she <laughs> indicates her primary duty is to um, interview alleged perpetrators in a jail, and that's her only role. How is that not state action? Falls under state statute. You catch that? Did you hear that, Judge? Did you hear that? How's that not state action? Well, it is state action, Your Honor. See? But the, the question is, is it uh, law enforcement or agent of law enforcement? Who has charge of the jail? action. Um, and uh, the, the, the answer to that question, I think, is that she has no communication with police uh, other than her. He just, there's a perjury. And he's testifying. He's lying on the record. Who has charge of the jail? How the hell did she get what? She just walked into jail by herself? What'd she do? Just, she's got the keys to the goddamn jailhouse? This guy's a 
This guy's a piece of shit. Agency forwarding her results at the end. Police didn't tell her what questions to ask. They didn't arrange the interview. They weren't there. You could imagine a scenario where an officer with his uh, badge and gun is asserting authority in the interview. That now he's fat, now he's structuring the evidence to deceive the justices. They're not buying it. Now he's structuring in a way. Who has charge of the jail? How did she get in? And they're cooperating together to give her charge of the jail. She's not authorized to come to jail. She has charge of the jail. If they're separate, if CPS and Department of Job and Family Service over here are separate, then the jail, then the jail's separate. But here they blend them together to suit their needs. So then the, the coercion of a police interrogation is imputed to the interview of the social worker. This is at the other end of the, of the spectrum where the social worker uh, really communicates with police in no other way other than that information. Is See, so that's a lie. How the hell did she get in the jail? This guy's a liar. Shared with them at the end of the interview. And so I'm asking the court to uh, reject that bright line rule below and to just look at all of the facts in making that determination. So, so you want us to have some kind of multi factor test? That's what I'm hearing, correct? Correct. But then if we agree with that, can we make the decision in this case or do we send it back to the trial court? What's the state's view? Uh, I, I would. I would like the court to apply uh, the factors in this case because I think it really is on one end of the spectrum. So under the uh, under any factor-based test, I think this case would be resolved in the state's favor. God. Yeah. Yeah, when you structure cases, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, of course. I mean, why? how, how else can it get any other way? The more the state is involved, the, the, the favor is going to be for them, yeah. When you invest yeah, when in a case you, like that. Yeah. When you commit perjury, tamper government records, exclude mm. evidence, when you do all this shit, of course, yeah. there is no logical conclusion. I agree. Right. He's going <laughs> to get what he I agree. I, hey. When you fucking do this shit to people, and you conspire, and you commit perjury, and you exclude evidence and not bring these bastards on the, on the stand to testify, I agree. I agree that I agree that uh, that the state is going to get its outcome. That's called structuring a case. That's called tampering with governmental records. It's called perjury. It's called conspiracy. Or a nicer word is working in concert. But, well, but he really can't do that because there's assignments of error that were not considered by the 8th District Court of Appeals. It, it reversed on one basis, suggesting that a social worker is an agent of law enforcement, and then it declared everything else moved. Don't, if we agree with you, don't we have to send it back to them to have them address those others? You do, Your Honor. You do have to send it back to the uh, the other assignments of error. So I would ask the court to adopt the totality test, find there's no evidence of direction in this case of control by police. That's because you structured the case. You structured it. You structured the case. How else can there be? You structured and willfully conspired to push the evidence out and then to remand for the other assignments of error. I see I'm into my reserve time. If there aren't any questions, I'll reserve the remainder. Thank you. Thank you. Scarborough. Good morning, Chief Justice, Justices of the Court. My name is 
Jonathan Garber. I represent the appellee, Demetrius Jackson. Uh, I did not represent him in the trial court. May it please the court. Safeguarding the... This guy's a warrior. I didn't represent him in the lower trial court. Had he done that, I think he probably would have won or, or reduced the case down to something other than what they did. Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights to the Constitution of the United States is important today as it was 50 years ago when the United States Supreme Court decided the landmark decision in Miranda versus Arizona. <clears throat> what we've learned during those intervening 50 years is that early concerns about hampering the effectiveness of law enforcement were exaggerated. See? Hampering the effectiveness of law enforcement. Law enforcement couldn't get the confession because he went Miranda, and they have a witness, but the case to the prosecutor is weak, so we need to do this in run. It all makes sense. This is the tree of the satanic state of Ohio. This is classic satanic shit. Under, under Miranda, the interests of the accused have been protected, and the legitimate needs of law enforcement have been met. The Court of Appeals in this case recognized the need to fully protect and effectively protect the constitutional rights of the accused when uh, the accused is subject to custodial interrogation by a children's services investigator. We respectfully submit that the children's services uh, investigators to give Miranda warnings will not prevent children's services agencies from performing their jobs any more than requiring police officers to give those warnings has prevented them from doing their job. There are two bases for affirming the Court of Appeals in this case. First, the first involves the existence of a mutual agency relationship between the children's services agencies and law enforcement. The second deals with other considerations that were deemed important by the Supreme Court under the Miranda decision. We have in Ohio several statutes uh, requiring reporting of child abuse. These include Section 2151-421. But does, doesn't Ohio v. Clark tell us that just the, the fact that there is mandatory reporting doesn't transform the person has to report into an agent of law enforcement? Did you, did you refer to Ohio v. Carter? No, the United States Supreme Court decision yes. uh, in Ohio v. Clark. The unanimous decision of the Ohio United States Supreme Court, which said, uh, in the context of the confrontation clause, that the mandatory reporting does not transform into an agency of of law enforcement. Why would that be any different here? Okay, first I want to emphasize that I'm talking about these other statutes, uh, 25, 26, 27, and 28. That's what was the issue. The same same thing was issued in, in the United States v. Clark. In in uh, Ohio versus Clark, the court which was dealing with the confrontation clause issue. Right, but, we're, but, but was what, we're talking. Yeah. But here we're talking about whether we're really talking about what makes someone uh. an agent of law enforcement. Right. 
But in the Clark case, um, which involved different claims, different standards, different analysis, the court did not hold, did not make a sweeping statement that private citizens are not um, agents of law enforcement under any and all circumstances. In Clark, what the court held was that when determining whether an out-of-court statement is testimonial for purposes of the Confrontation Clause, the Ohio, mandatory Ohio reporting statute does not convert a private citizen like the preschool teacher in that case into an agent of law enforcement on a mission uh, to, to prosecute criminal cases. That's not what's going on here. Here, we're dealing not with a private citizen, we're dealing with a state actor. And, and we would ask the court to look at these other stats, in, in addition to uh, 2151-421, noting that it requires the police to notify the Children's Service Agency, it requires the Children's Service Agency to institute an investigation within 24 hours, to share its reports of its investigation with the police, and it also requires these agencies, meaning the Children's Service Agency, the Law Enforcement Agency, the local prosecutor, to enter into a memorandum with these other agencies setting forth the normal operating procedure to be employed by all concerned officials. And then the other statutes talk about the creation of a child advocacy center, a multidisciplinary team, and establishing protocols and procedures for any and all referrals and investigations, and coordinating all these activities. So it's our contention that this um, typical principal agent analysis which is used when private citizens are involved. Was a reporter an agent of law enforcement? Was um, uh, uh, a security, private security guard an agent of law enforcement? That analysis misses the point here. Here we're dealing with a mutual agency relationship, very much like the agency relationship that exists in a partnership. And um, <laughs> so why ask, was the, so, was the investigator operating at the direction or control or behest of law enforcement? Isn't it because when, the statute? Pardon me? The statute set that up. Correct. It wasn't the law enforcement that said, you know, uh, um, without any, you know, mandatory, or, or she had the mandatory uh, requirement. Um, so it's not as though the uh, there was a choice here. Well, the agency relationship, the partnership that's been created by law between children's service agencies and law enforcement makes these things happen. It's rather disingenuous to look and ask whether a police officer made a specific request 
of the agency to conduct this investigation. See that? See that? A police officer asking it. This stuff happens all the time. This is the end run around this guy's rights. When the law requires that, there's no need for the police officer to make that request. It's going to happen automatically. So we have this institutional arrangement that creates a uh, mutual agency relationship. That's the first and important basis for affirming the Court of Appeals. The other is to look at the underlying concerns that the court had in the Miranda decision. The concerns there were with the inherent compelling pressure caused by custodial interrogation. In this case, we're dealing with a child service investigator whose only job function is to interrogate alleged perpetrators. That being her only function, presumably she's highly trained and every bit as capable of interrogating a suspect as a police officer. Did your research show any cases where this has been found to be an agent of law enforcement in that circumstance? Well, we did cite several cases in our brief. What's the case that's closest in your view? Well, there were several cases dealing with um, social workers and, and requiring them to uh, give Miranda warnings. They're all cited in my brief. I can't offhand recite all of them because there were several. Um, but uh, just continuing. So, so you're not arguing that, that this social worker was an agent of law enforcement. You're arguing that the social worker has a duty to advise of the Miranda warnings. Is that it? Both. I'm arguing that the social worker is an agent, first of all, is a state actor and is an agent of law enforcement within the ambit of Miranda. Is, there, of this is there a case that says that? Well, there, there are cases that have applied Miranda to social workers interrogating suspects. And the Court of Appeals and that finding in this case. And ordered that the social worker provide a Miranda warning? Is that it? Correct. Correct. I should no say, case has said that the social worker is an agent of law enforcement. Well, I again, I cited several cases. I don't recall the specific. Right, if I understood Mr. Miranda, he suggested that unless this individual is controlled or directed by law enforcement, they're not an agent of law enforcement. Well, you, what's your response to that position? That's insane on his face. Miranda doesn't yeah. make you an agent or an officer. You are, by who you are, in the political subdivision, an agent and an officer. And you're acting in concert to exclude structuring a case to exclude that evidence. They didn't. This is what they do. They All, all of them do this. They push all the evidence out that will link them together, yeah. and then they sure. come in and do See that shit? And they cherry pick, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's called structuring a case. It's tampering with governmental records is what it is. It's tampering, it's fabricating evidence, and you you have a conspiracy. And the Supreme Court's throwing them under the bus on this in a lot of ways. Well, that's what he says. That's not what I say. What I look say? at these statutes, which establish this institutional relationship between the children's service agencies, law enforcement, and prosecutors. And I submit to this court, it creates a mutual agency relationship like that of a partnership. And it's the, the uh, coordination and cooperation between these agencies is so strong, so institutionalized, so formalized, that there's no need for a police officer to pick up the phone and make a request of the Children's Service Agency. He simply submits a report, and it happens automatically. And even the protocol that the, invest, the Children's Service investigator used in this case, we can presume was developed in conjunction with their partners in law enforcement and the prosecutor's office. Why, why should we presume that? Is that part of the record? Well, she refers to it as a protocol, and Section 2151.428 specifically um, requires that the participants in these uh, multidisciplinary um, organizations develop protocols and procedures for any and all referrals and investigations of the reports. So you have that statutory mandate and you have the investigator talking about her protocol. Um, And this, now Mr. Miranda talked about a purpose other than gathering information for court proceedings, namely information about STDs, but that information is obtained by other means. Persons suspected of offenses like this are required to go through mandatory STD um, testing. Yeah, but doesn't the social worker need to know what's going on in the home, and isn't this you know who who may have allowed this? You know, there are other things that uh, uh, state should be concerned about, whether it's remove the child in that home. I mean, aren't those, all those things that the social worker could find out in an interview like this? Isn't that why that's required? The guy's in jail. He's in. He's going to prison for the rest of his life. That's a saying on his face. Why is that relevant? Unless it's about some other family. How would he know? He's he's prejudiced. He's going to say whatever. See, this is a, this is how ignorant this stuff is, man. I'm telling you, be, the, the, I'm not picking on the court, the judges. I'm just saying the system is just retarded. But you have these; they're all working together. They have a job. They're doing their thing. That it's like they're saying, "Hey, I'm just I just do my job. I just, you know I have a job. I got to do my job." And and I'm sorry, you're a victim of our conspiracies and and uh tampering records and and the and 
uh, obstructing the courts and uh, contempt of courts and perjury and falsifications and, and and holding exculpatory evidence up from you and and uh, using justification for lies for uh, phone calls that say there's allegations and there's two parts to allegations and I'm I'm sorry. We're just doing our job, and it's just how it's how we do it. And if you don't like it, you can shut the hell up, and sit down, and go to your house, to your room for another thirty years. Well, the issue here isn't whether a social worker or investigator has an interest in this, or well, the, or, the or, purpose. The purpose of the investigation is the issue, right? Because no, the manner for the man to succeed, you have to show that it, it's some kind of substitute for police interrogation. Now, the manner in which the investigation proceeds is the issue. Should the investigator be required to give Miranda warnings, just as the police are required to give Miranda warnings? Well, that's the issue, right? Just as the police are required. So we have to decide right. if this is someone who's the functional equivalent of the police, the police Correct. interrogation. That's Correct. What... Correct. Here's the discovery. And these social workers... Um, and by the way, there was testimony here that um, the one of the two social workers, not the one who interviewed him, but the other one communicated with the police on this case and consulted with the police as to whether or not they need to do a joint interview with the victim. So there was... <laughs> Actual communication and actual... Oh, my God. I just see. See? They exclude the evidence. Nobody got to see. There were subpoenas supposed to be had. This is how ignorant this shit is. This lawyer just threw the state under the bus, and the judge, the one judge, he, he tried to take it in one direction. And this lawyer, this he's a lawyer. You can tell by looking at these old lawyers. This guy's hardcore, man. He's probably got more tricks than uh, Peter Pan, right? So he just threw the state under the bus by saying that. And it might be in his briefs. I downloaded every brief they got. I downloaded the video, uh, the transcript, maybe not the transcript. I downloaded all the papers. Coordination going on in real time as this was happening. Well, is that because, according to her interview with um, the defendant, uh, Mr. Jackson, you know, he there may be some exculpatory information that was given to her, <laughs> correct? Yes, yeah, I mean, he said it was consensual. He described the, you know, what went on. Well, it's true that the interview yielded some exculpatory information, but that's a possibility in any form of interrogation. And the possibility that exculpatory information can be revealed doesn't um, negate the necessity for being fair to the accused and giving the accused the Miranda warnings. In this case, it's likely that the revelation of what might be described as exculpatory evidence put pressure on the defendant to testify at trial. Well, he didn't, I mean, there's no allegation that he changed his defense is there to I mean it's just how he presented the defense but his defense all along has been consensual I think that's true but again the fact that these 
statements were elicited from him by the Children's Services investigator put him in a position strategically at trial where he had to take the stand to explain those statements. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we have a little over a minute left. Thank you, Your Honor. Just briefly with respect to this memorandum of understanding. Okay. I'm going to tell you, okay, now, this is the, this is the secret. In a case like that where you get where you get visited by, this is how law works, when you get visited by CPS because of allegations of your house, trailer, dog shit on the floor, whatever it is, whether it's true or not, you get no, you get a phone call. Let's theoretically say this is the pattern that happens. You get a phone call. Here's what you do. Here's what here's what you do. Here's what you can do. Now I can't tell you what to do, but here's something to consider strongly. So we know all the relationship here about CPS, right? That's pretty good. It's probably universal across every state. It may vary a little bit here or there, but by and large, does this make sense to you, Rocco? Yeah. Okay. You get a phone call. It's Children's mm-hmm. Service. We got a we got a, a a report that there's shit on the floor and the house is trashed. Whatever. Okay. And we're gonna come out and see you or visit. We're either gonna call or come out. Okay. You, you shortly thereafter, you got to do this. You call the sheriff and tell him, say, look, I just got a call by CPS. There's some. Somebody gave the authority to the to the CPS. Okay, that's fine. Uh, they said there was shit on the floor. It's not true. Um, what are you doing such like this? And then the sheriff turns around and says, here's the killer. The sheriff turns around and says, well, you let him do it. Let him come in and get it over with. Yeah. Wow. What did I Yeah. Structure. What did I get? Did, and guess, Yeah. Now, I'll tell you more privately about that, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how you fucking do it. That's how you do it. Hey, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> that's how you do it. And guess what I just done? By saying that, you just create the nexus. And I haven't seen this video. I only read the article. And just, but for me, it makes sense because I'm used to doing this. Uh, you know, creating exculpatory evidence. Well, how do you do this? Well, if somebody, I don't want to come in. Well, if they come in, then they're going to come and get us, and we come over, and they come in and say, okay. But let's say the let's say the report starts at the sheriff's department and then transfers to CPS instead of from CPS then goes to the sheriff's department. Right? Right. See, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I just bridged the memorandum of understanding because he just told me that you go ahead and do that. He just gave me an order. It's not a suggestion. Anything that comes out of law enforcement's mouth is not a suggestion. Because it's, it's in reality, it's an order because you're going to have pending litigation or other problems. And that order can be modified out of his, out of their, out of their mouth can be changed or modified. In reality, so, and you record these things. You always record them in every way, shape, possible, every way in which possible. 
Record, record, record. We'll finish this up. Here, prosecutor's back. We're going to be done. Standing. The, the memoranda is not in the record. The statute lays out what should be in a memoranda, and that details, that details uh, policies and procedures for reducing. The memoranda is not in the record. <laughs> well, no kidding, because you guys didn't want it in the record. Multiple uh, interviews of child victims, uh, and also procedures in terms of responding to a dangerous home. So if you're a social worker and there's been a threat, you might go with a police escort. To the extent there is a memorandum that governs interviews of incarcerated defendants, that would absolutely be relevant for the, for the state's you know, totality of the circumstances test. But I think our county has done a pretty good job of insulating the one who's interviewing the defendant. That's right, insulating. Did you catch that? Our county's done a pretty good job insulating the county insulation so when the when the winds of winter come it's not cold on us did you catch that yeah there it is i'm telling you solid shit works from any other communication with police holly mac tested that's not true that's not true every interview is recorded they don't have attorney client privilege there is no privilege there she's not his caseworker she got access to the jail. It's being recorded. The sheriffs know about it. The, the thing's being recorded. He's lying, and it's insulated. But then he goes on to say, insulated from any other thing. So it's just not true. All she does is interview people in the jail, and then she uploads her notes into the system. Uh, so I don't... I, I... For law enforcement, there's more evidence. She uploads the notes into the system for law enforcement, the courts. You gotta be you gotta be an officer of the court to have access to that database. You gotta have you gotta be you gotta go through BCI background checks and all kind of crap, fingerprints, NCIC. You gotta go through federal and state background checks to enter that databases. You gotta go through Ohio BCI Bureau of Criminal Investigations. And by the way, BCI is a great group of people to talk to to tell them crimes in your county or city or village. Wherever you are in the states, BCI is BCI Auditor, BCI and Criminal, BCI uh, Investigation is a great group of people to talk to. They are good about their job. They may not think so, but they, they got a lot of they got statutory power that exceeds the county and the officers. BCI is a great place to do. I think the lower court misunderstood the, the way this memoranda works. Uh, and, and we fundamentally don't think that social workers are the functional equivalent of law enforcement. So we don't think, because you, for being a law enforcement, this is it's just more diatribe. For law enforcement, you got to go get a police certificate. And let's see, police certificates are governed by the the uh, BCI or uh, the the uh, the uh, law enforcement committee, and those committees can revoke law enforcement. We don't think her was law enforcement. No kidding, because she's not a cop. She didn't go to a police academy, but she still has right. her, she prosecutorial and arresting powers by testimony, by evidence. So this guy, this guy's a freaking clown. But this right. is the stuff they don't want to tell you. This is the stuff. They're masquerading 
Well, they they are law enforcement. They're masquerading. They're in a law enforcement capacity, but they're masquerading like they're not. So, but they're going to get they're going to get to well, they're walking the picket fence. And what happens when you walk the picket fence? You always fall down on the wrong side. So, yeah, they can't have it both ways. They can't say, oh, we're neutral. No, no. Asking the yeah, court process, to reverse they, that bright line rule and adopt a test that considers all of the facts surrounding the social workers' interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll take the matter under advisement, and you'll be notified of our decision. So that's how that went down. That is, and yeah. the sheriff has charges of the jail, and the court of common pleas oversees the policies and procedures and adopts them if they're legit, if the court likes them. So the Court of Common Pleas is involved in it. They oversee the access to the jail. It's just nuts, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So we're going to... I'm going to do a quick uh, download real quick here on this. Cliff Opinion. Uh, here's what the court came out with. I'm not going to read all of it. I probably can't. It says the criminal law... Fifth and Sixth Amendments of Social Workers' Statutory Duty to Cooperate and Share Information with Law Enforcement with Respect to Child Abuse Investigation does not render a social worker an agent of enforcement for purpose of sixth, for uh, Fifth and Sixth Amendments to the United States Constitution. When, so, when social worker interviews an alleged perpetrator, unless other evidence demonstrates that social worker acted at director or or under control of the law enforcement. See that? That's their opinion. If you don't have the memorandum of understanding, the policies, procedures, and then subpoena the people on the record, get up to get on uh, swore and subscribe or uh, swear under oath. This is the right answer. But if you do what I tell you, this answer is different. Uh, law enforcement records does not support court appeals conclusion that social workers acting as as law enforcement agencies agent when interviewed child abuse uh, suspect court appeals judgment reversing suspect conviction convictions reversed and cause remanded. So now it's going back down to lower court. So they got to fix this. All these violations of his rights. They're going, what are they going to do? Modify the sentence? Try the case over? What are they going to do? I don't know. Yeah. A social worker's statutory duty to cooperate and share information with law enforcement with respect to child abuse investigations does not render the social worker an agent of law enforcement. Agent of law enforcement. Now let's let's think about that. Agent of law enforcement. Law enforcement is if it's a sheriff, it's an elected body, and the yeah. The uh, steering committee that, or the committee that oversees revoking police certificates, is the is embedded into the sheriff's department. Right. Wow. But at the same, at the same time, uh, the the end the the uh, the uh, CPS lady or whoever the yeah. a, their agency working in concert with they, the county is indeed acting as a state actor and is indeed a uh, a uh, agent working for law enforcement. And Quasi. here's what they're. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what Quasi. here's how they. Yeah. 
Here's how they define this. And this is a mistake. The social worker's statutory duty to cooperate and share with information with law enforcement with respect to a child abuse investigation does not render the social worker an agent of law enforcement for the purposes, ready, for the purposes uh-huh. of the Fifth and Sixth Amendments of the United States Constitution. Wow. What's missing? The state statutes is missing. They they brought in federal constitution, and they should have argued the state statutory scheme and how shit works. They brought in federal law instead of arguing state law. This is not a federal case. This is a statutory problem dealing with procedures and policies and procedures and memorandums of understanding and exculpatory evidence. Which the exculpatory evidence is a constitutional question, but to say... The social worker and agent of law enforcement for the purpose of the Fifth and Sixth Amendments of the United States Constitution, when a social worker interviews an alleged perpetrator unless other evidence demonstrates, other evidence demonstrates, other evidence demonstrates that right. the social worker acted in the direction and control of the law enforcement. They, they went to the federal question instead of staying on the state statutes. The state statutes preemptive here. And all the discovery... Mm-hmm. That he was excluded is all of his all of his federal questions. So the tree grows first, and then then the tree throws off fruit, and the fruit falls on the ground. That's other federal questions. Facts of procedural history. I'm not even going to read it. So that's how that went down, and they basically ramrod this guy. I mean, they they did him so dirty and ain't. I mean, they, the amount of damage they did to him, his rights. Now he he did something, or they or they think he did something. But where's the blood test? If you got blood tests, semen tests, DNA tests, all these tests, where's all this at? If it was oral instead of vaginal, where's that at? Where's the affidavits? Where's she testifying? He's 17, she's 14. Okay. If you got a good case, why do you need all this other shit? Why do you got to do all this over here, violating these rights and excluding all this, these things, if you've got a case? Why do you got to do that? That makes no sense. That's not law. That's the law they practice. That's like Dr. Balaam stuff. Anyhow, go to CraigKirkIobjects.com. CraigKirkIobjects.com. You can uh, buy the classes. There's a class, a buy class now link. Look at there's free material on there. Stuff I gotta add more stuff as I get going. So, but I, I got so many irons in the fire. I'm working on so many problems, so many things. You know, like life. So there's some pages that don't have much on there, nothing at all, and I gotta add stuff. And you can go to the site and then to contact me or no, contact Rocco. Oh, contact me. Contact Rocco first. Yeah, you can you can contact me at email genocide order. That's G E N O C I D E order. Genocide order at gmail dot com. Uh, send an email there. Look for me. Um, you can friend me on uh, Facebook. Rocco Banzetti. R O C K O space V A N space C E T T I. Rocco Banzetti. On Facebook and coming soon, www.rockovanzetti.org.
Yeah, they had it, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna close this out. So any last parting shots? www.craigkirkiobjects.com, right? Yeah. Download the audio, oh. listen to it. Um, look, think about it. If you got to deal with this kind of this kind of um, case or these problems, you know, people have problems in life. And then the government, man, the government is a, the government's position. Even this case is an egregious case. I understand the, the the severity and egregiousness. That's not in question. I'll put that aside. I understand that. But to justify the the ends justify the the means justifies the end. Man, that is so vile. I just I'm it's so repugnant to our system of law. It's so repugnant, so evil. It's just disgusting. The level of wickedness these people, Cuyahoga County, man. The level of wickedness, the the backbiting, the 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 power they yield to destroy and lie and pervert and 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 they do this to innocent people too. This guy here just happens to be a severe case, and I'm not defending the guy. I'm saying, and I don't really care about that case. What I care about is how you get there. Is what I care. Right. I care deep about that. That's what I care. The case itself don't mean shit to me. I don't care. It may mean something to somebody else. For me, it don't mean squat. But what I care about is how you got there with your perverted bullshit, your wicked, satanic conspiracy to always undermine the citizenry to, so you can always you're, have a victory to take money from the state's Right, your defective notice pleading. Yeah. It brought you here. Notice pleading. What okay. a bunch of... That's the most garbage. Okay. Notice pleading is right. the most garbage legal system I've ever seen. That's Islamic, you know. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go. In. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna cap this off here and uh, meet meet us next week for another uh, two and a half hour adventure or shorter. You never know what you're gonna get. There's a lot here. Crossing the bar, crossing the bar is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going, to sh- I'm going to cap this off, so thank you, Craig, uh, for being the guest. And right, uh, that's, that's it. Okay. We'll see you. Yeah. Good night, all. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.